The following audio is from LifePoint Church, located in O'Fallon, Missouri. For more information about LifePoint Church, visit us online at thelifepointconnection.com. Many years ago, in a little town of Bethlehem, a child was born. And the angel of the Lord appeared to his mother and said, You will conceive of a child, and this child will be from God, and you will call his name Jesus. Fitting, isn't it? That the name of the Savior of the world's name would mean salvation. Jesus. You will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Luke says that he would be great. He would be the son of the Most High, and his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. There will be no end to his reign. This child would grow, and he would live the perfect life that you and I could not live. He would die a sinner's death that you and I actually deserve to die, but he died in our place. He lived the life without sin, but became sin for us. Jesus would then, on the third day, raise to life, showing himself victorious over sin, victorious over death. And Jesus would show his kingdom would have no end. On the very day, that Jesus rose from the grave. The Bible says in Luke 24 that he appeared to his disciples, that that he actually took a walk with them, that, that he actually started walking with the disciples the same day he rose from the grave, and he took a walk to a town called Emmaus. And Jesus, as he's walking with them, Luke 24, 27, says that Jesus began to explain to them how all of the scriptures were about him. Every word, every dot, every comma, every letter of all of the scriptures was all about him. Jesus was telling him, listen, Jesus says to his disciples, listen, I'm not just the reason for the season. I am the center of all all of history. I am the center of every past. I am the center of every present, and I will be the center of all the future. All of it is about me, Jesus says. And the Bible says that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus explains how he is the center of it all. Here's what's amazing is in verse 32 of Luke 24. The disciples, after they had this conversation with the resurrected Christ, they say, did our hearts not burn within us as he talked to us about the scriptures, as he opened the word of God to us, as he began to explain to us how everything was about him and he was at the center of all things? Did our hearts not burn within how Jesus was the center of it all. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder what that conversation would have been like. You ever wondered that? Sometimes I wonder what that conversation on the road looked like. What would it look like for Jesus to come alongside his boys after he's been resurrected from the dead, 
to begin to just simply share how everything from Moses to the prophets, how everything in all of the word of God was actually about him. Sometimes I imagine that it would go something like this. Guys, don't you see that in Genesis, I was the creator. In Genesis, I was the creator of the heavens and the earth. I created everything. Don't you see that in the book of Genesis, I was the Passover lamb whose blood covers over the doorposts of your hearts so that you could be set free from slavery and so you could be set free from death. Don't you see how in the book of Leviticus, I was the temple. I was the place where you get to meet with God. In numbers, you see, I was the guide. Whether you needed a cloud by day or a fire by night, that was me. I could see Jesus telling them in Deuteronomy, see, I'm the prophet that is greater than Moses. In Joshua, don't you see, I was the victorious warrior leading my people unto salvation. In Judges, I was the rescuer of my people. In Ruth, I was the kinsman redeemer. I've always been there. I always will be there. You, don't you see that in First and Second Samuel, I was the shepherd king, and I'm the one that defeats every giant. Don't you see that in, in the book of, of, of Kings and Chronicles, I was the righteous ruler. In Ezra and Nehemiah, I'm the rebuilder of every broken life. In Esther, I was the advocate. In Job, I was his living hope. In the Psalms, I'm the one who actually hears the cries of your heart. I've been there. I know what that's like. I've seen it all. In Proverbs, I use your wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, I'm the meaning of life. In the Song of Solomon, I'm the loving husband. You see, in Jeremiah, I am the spirit who writes God's law on your heart. In Isaiah, I am the wonderful counselor. I am the everlasting father. I am the prince of peace. In Lamentations, I was the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, I'm the river of life. In Daniel, don't you see, I was the one who stands in the fire with you. Amen. And you don't get burned when I'm there. In Hosea, I'm the faithful one that pursues your unfaithful hearts no matter what. I could see Jesus telling them, in Joel, I'm the restorer of your lands. In Amos, I'm the one who carried the burdens. In Obadiah, I'm the one who showed myself mighty to save. In Jonah, I was the one who was cast out in the storm so that you could be brought in. Don't you see, I've always been, I always will be. In Micah, I was the everlasting ruler. In Nahum, I'm the avenger of God's chosen. In Habakkuk, I'm the reason to rejoice. Listen, even when your barns are empty, I'm the reason to rejoice. In Zephaniah, I'm the great Savior. In Haggai, I am the cleansing fountain. In Zechariah, I am the pure sun. And in Malachi, I am the son of righteousness. And I have healing in my wings. I could just imagine Jesus walking with those disciples saying, every word, every book, every story points to me. The greatest king the everlasting king. Don't you see how every word from God is about Jesus? How every piece of scripture is about Jesus. And so when we come in for Christmas and we begin to look at the book of John, the book of John tells us what Christmas is all about because the book of John says Christmas is about the word of God becoming flesh and walking among us. 
That is the beauty of Christmas. That here's John saying, all the word, every piece of scripture that points to Jesus, he is now here, the savior of the world. Look at it with me. I'm just going to read it with you. John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light, it shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 9, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. You see, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. It says he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, to all who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but they were born of God. Verse 14, and the word who was with God, who is God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of the only son from the father who is full of grace and truth. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. But now, he's made him known. Now, God dwells among us. This Christmas, I want to remind you for just a moment that in the middle of all the hustle and bustle and all of the trees and all of the lights and all of the presents and all of the friends and all of the families and all of the, all of the food in the middle of maybe the busiest season where people, you and I, are looking and searching and longing for hope. I want to remind you that Jesus is the word of God that has put on flesh and he's come to walk with you on your road Amen. he's come to walk with you on your road so that you can see and you can experience his glory the glory of the only son from the father the glory that is full of grace and truth you know what that means that means no matter who you are and no matter what you've done or no matter where you come from his word is grace his word is truth. There is no other truth. It's him. It's about Jesus, and his glory is full of grace. Jesus is the word that has come to dwell with you. He is the light of the world. He is the giver of life, and he wants to show you his glory. And so this Christmas, let us seek out and grab hold and receive, as the Bible says, this giver of life, that the word of God Jesus would actually speak to us. And I pray that this Christmas and even tonight, that your hearts would burn within. That your hearts would be set afire from God. 
That your hearts, as you hear the scripture and you hear about Jesus and you hear about his glory and we sing about his name, I pray that your hearts would burn within and you would believe and you would receive. And so this Christmas, let us not move forward until we worship him for who he is. Jesus, he's the creator of all of creation. He is the center of all of history. Jesus is the center of all of the scripture. Jesus is the center of salvation. Jesus is the center of everything that your and my hearts long for. It will never be satisfied outside of him because he came to be the center of your life. And so the question that we must ask ourselves The question that you should be asking yourself, is Jesus the center of my life? Just like Jesus is the center of the scriptures, just like Jesus is the center of history, just like Jesus is the center of all creation, is Jesus the center of your life? Listen, not not do you believe that Jesus is the reason for the season, Not do you believe that Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Not do you believe is Jesus the the center of your holiday festivities. But rather, is Jesus the center of your life? Because in him is life. The Bible says that he came to give life and life to the full. And so listen, no matter where you are, in him is light no matter what darkness you face. In him is grace no matter what you've done. In him, we can see the glory of God, and he wants to show you his glory. Jesus came to be the center of your life. Jesus came to be the center of everything. And listen, that's good news for us. It's not bad news that Jesus wants to take over my heart. It's actually good news. You see, many people, many people will say, you know what, Eric? Um, I like that idea, but I really like to be in control more. I want to be the center of my life. I know what I want. I know what I like. I know what makes me the happiest. And so I want to be the center of my life. Could Jesus just simply be my sidekick? Could Jesus maybe help me get the things that I really want in life? Could Jesus just simply help me, kind of lift me up to the pedestal of success and glory? I want to see my glory. Most people, they'll say, I want to be the center of my own life. But listen to me, look at me. God loves you too much to let you be the center of your own life. He loves you too much. God loves you so much that he would send Jesus so that whoever would believe in him, whoever would put Jesus at the center, would have everlasting life. Let me explain it to you this way. How many of you know It's a good thing that the earth is not the center of our solar system. Okay? It's a good thing that God put the sun at the center of our solar system. Why? Because the sun is 30,000 times bigger than the earth. And science tells us is if the earth was at the center it wouldn't have enough gravitational force to hold the solar system in place. In other words, if the earth was at the center, it couldn't handle the weight and we would all die. You with me on that? 
In the same way, in our lives, the Son is a person. And because of our sin, we cannot bear the weight of God's glory on our own. You and I cannot bear the weight of sin and still live. We would all die. And so the most loving thing that God could do is to remove us from the center and remove the weight from us and put himself in our place. And so when Jesus becomes the center of your life and we see his glory as the only son from the father and we see his grace and we see his truth and we receive him by faith and it saves us from the weight of sin and death, it brings us everlasting life. And so let me ask you, is Jesus the center of your life? Is there a barrier? Is there a darkness that you need Jesus to be the light of your world? Today, I simply want to celebrate the fact that God has come to us. He was born of a baby, and Jesus became the Savior of the world. Today, I want to remind you that he is here. And today he wants to walk with you. He wants to show you his glory. He wants to speak with you. He wants to show you himself. He wants to be your light in your darkness. He wants to be your life in your deadness. And tonight, I want to challenge each one of you because we're going to end with a moment of silence, a moment of stillness, a moment of reflection, a moment with this risen Savior, Jesus. You see, God, he uses the truth of the gospel and the truth of Jesus to bring light into our hearts. He who knew no sin became sin so that in him we could have the righteousness of God. So if you're here today and you find yourself in a dark place, maybe physically, maybe spiritually, maybe you're wrestling with guilt or shame, maybe emotionally you struggle with discouragement or depression or how you're going to make ends meet, if you feel like the weight is pulling on your soul, in the next few moments you have here in this service, I want to challenge you. Ask Jesus to be the center of your life. He's walking with you. He's speaking with you. And he wants your heart to burn for him. The light shines in your darkness. And the darkness is not overcome it. Let us pray together, will you? Oh, Lord, today you see our hearts. You see exactly who we are. You see where we've been. You see what we believe. And so, God, today I pray that you would help us take a step forward into you. That today, before all of these festivities go full force ahead, Lord, I pray that today we would pause and ask you to be the center of my life. To save me, to forgive me, to wash me, to give me your righteousness. Because apart from you, I'm lost. Apart from you, I'm in darkness. Apart from you, I cannot bear the weight. Today, may we ask, may we plead, may we Acknowledge you are the savior of the world and I need you to be the center of my life. Oh Lord, come. Walk with us. 
speak to us. And let our hearts burn for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.